0: We are North Rock Church, where we exist to see lives redefined by being filled with life in Christ. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. What a great day has already been, and we are not finished yet, but I just want to expand a little bit. On what I had mentioned earlier in the video about about hope. About hope. Who would have dreamed. That hope would come as it came. Who would have dreamed that hope would have been born. In this lowly stable. In a lowly town of no renown Bethlehem how could Mary have dreamed that what happened to her was going to actually happen as she was growing up how could Joseph had dreamed that when he chose Mary that she was going to be the one chosen by God how could the innkeeper have dreamed that? come to find out He actually turned away the king of the world, the Messiah, the savior of the world. How could any of us have dreamed that hope would come the way that it came? Hope is a powerful thing. Powerful thing. Survivalists have what they call the rule of threes which is that you can live some three weeks without food, some three days without water, and in the harshest of environments of climates, cold and heat, you could live three hours, you can live three seconds, I'm sorry, three minutes without air. But I have to wonder how any of us can live even three seconds without hope. Because hope is so essential to us living and breathing and moving. And the people of Israel had been dreaming, they had been hoping for a Savior for so many years. And in fact, in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, Isaiah prophesied... And said, to us a child is born. And and by the way, this is 700 years before Jesus was born. He said, for to us a a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And many of us are familiar with this passage, but few of us are familiar with the passage that precedes this. Five verses earlier in verse 1 of Isaiah 9. To begin his prophecy. Isaiah said nevertheless. There will be no more gloom. For those who were in distress. Then he goes on to say for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Israel was in a a season, in an era of gloom and distress. And I, I can't help but believe that there are people who walked into the building today feeling a little bit like that. A little bit of gloom in your life. Maybe this time of year just brings stress. If we allow it to, it does for all of us, right? But Perhaps this time of the year brings pain to the surface in your life, and there's some gloom and just some anxiety, and you're just thinking if we could just get it all Behind us. It was into a world like that that Jesus came. And he still comes into worlds like that. Man, if our world has ever needed hope, we need it right now as we are on the precipice of 2024. And and by the way, the hope that Jesus came to bring is different than the hope. That we tend to think of when we think of the word hope. Because most of the time, whenever we use the word hope, we are thinking more like optimism. I'm hoping for, you know, based on the odds, I'm optimistic, right? I hope that the Cowboys beat the Eagles tonight. I, I'm optimistic, but I'm very unsure. You See what I'm saying? I can hope. But biblical hope is different than that. Because biblical hope is not optimistic thinking. Biblical hope is based on truth. Truth. It's kind of like we had a beautiful day today. You woke up to, you know, nice cool weather. We're going to have a 70 degree day today. The sun is going to shine. It's going to be a magnificent day for you to be outside to sit on the back, whatever. Beautiful day, but do y'all remember July? Do y'all anybody? You you remember June? You remember May? You remember August, September? Like like we had seventy something days of triple digit weather this year. I mean, hottest summer on on record, and and it was hard for us. You know, on July twenty seventh. To even wrap our brain around like, how could it even be that there's going to be a Sunday in December where we're going to wake up and it's going to be 68, 70 degrees. There was nothing in July that showed us that come December, there's going to be a beautiful, magnificent day. And yet we knew, we knew, we knew that all we had to do was wait and it didn't matter what the situation looked like right here, right now. If we would wait, better days were coming. Biblical hope is actually, in fact, the Old Testament word that's translated for hope. There are two different words translated over and over in the Old Testament, two different Hebrew words. Both of them actually mean to wait. So it's, it's not optimism. It's actually just waiting for what I know is going to happen to actually happen. And the hope that Jesus came to bring is a hope that's not, well, it could be, it might have. No, no, it's going to happen. All we have to do is wait and we will be redeemed. We will be rescued. We will be set free. That's the hope that Jesus came to bring. Let me give you three quick ways, three quick reasons in December of 23 that we need to have hope. First of all, God is with us. God is with us. That's so significant. I want you to think about that. Emmanuel. The angel told Mary, you'll be called Emmanuel. God with us. God is with you. When you lay your head on your pillow tonight and the last feelings and thoughts, are anxious feelings and thoughts, I want you to remind yourself I want this to kind of roll over in your head and in your heart. God is with me. God is with me. So I can sleep in peace tonight. If you were to awaken in the middle of the night with anxious thoughts, I want you to remind yourself of what God's word says. What Isaiah prophesied and what the angel said to Mary. Emmanuel, God is with you. He's with you no matter who you are. No matter what you have done. He's with you no matter how you find yourself Feeling in the building today, God is with you. No matter what happened last night, what happened last week, God is with you. He loves you. He loves you just like you are. He loves you no matter what you've done. In fact, there's nothing you can do to cause him to love you less. There's nothing you can do to cause him to love you more. He just loves you. and He's with you. That that gives me hope. I've got hope because God is with me. The second reason that we should have hope today is because God is not only with us, God is in us. (laughs) Oh, I love this. Ephesians chapter 3, 17 says, then Christ will make his home where in, in your hearts. Now as you trust in him, so we have a role to play. For those who put their trust in him, those who put their faith in him, those who surrender their life to him, he deposits his presence, his spirit, and he deposits hope into you. We can hope because God is in us. The apostle Paul said in Colossians 127, Christ is in you. And he called Christ in us the hope of glory. He didn't just call it hope. There were other translations that say it's an assurance of glory. It's an assurance. It's not wishful thinking. It's hope. I know because I've surrendered my life to Jesus. I know that he has forgiven my past and settled my future. So I don't have to have anxiety about my tomorrows. I have hope. I'm just waiting on the reward that I know is waiting for me. I have hope. Because I have Christ in me, he's for us. I'm sorry, he's with us, he's in us. And then third, this is the big one, he is for us. He is for us. I know that some people came to church today and you are feeling like everything's against you. Our body's against you. Maybe you're planning a Christmas gathering for your family and your sister-in-law does not want to bring what you've asked her to bring. And you're not sure what it's going to be like when your mother-in-law arrives. You just don't, you don't know how that's... Or, or you're you know, concerned about crazy uncle. You just don't know what to... And so, so you kind of feel like everything's working against you. Maybe just trying to get to the building today, you, you feel like all them drivers out there. Like everybody... You're trying to navigate a closed down 1604 and you just, it's, it's, uh, everybody's against me. Maybe you're a single parent. Maybe you're trying to navigate what that, what the holidays looks like and the ex spouse and and how that's all going to, the pieces of the puzzle are all going to be put together and you just feel like everybody's against you. Well, listen to me. There's hope. There's so much hope in this. You have a God that is for you. And Paul said in Romans chapter 8, verse 31, what shall we say about such things as this, about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, then who can ever be against us? Christmas is the ultimate proof that God is for you. Because Jesus, the Redeemer of the world, the Savior of the world, was born to die. It's not just a cliche. He was born so that he could pay the price for you. So that he could go to the cross for Your sins. So that he could rise from the tomb on the third day. For your freedom. And because he rose. You can rise. Because he overcame. You can overcome. Because he died. Now you can be set. Free. You can be. Forgiven. God is for you. He's with us. He's in us. He's for us. What hope. What hope. Christ in me, the hope of glory. I want to pray for you today. We're going to sing a bit more, but I want to pray for you before we do. And I want to give you an opportunity. If you're in the building and you are not in a relationship with Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to surrender your life to Him. Maybe you have never given your life to Jesus. Or maybe there was a point in your life when you were living a surrendered life but you know that you've, you've kind of taken some things back that you had surrendered to Jesus and you need to re-surrender your life to Him. Today is your day to take that massive step and to surrender your life to Jesus. Would you close your eyes all over the building? Nobody looking around in this sacred moment. I want to know... Who I'm praying for at every location. As I've already said, Jesus loves you just like you are. I've already said that. He, he accepts you just like you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. He wants to save you, heal you. He wants to deposit hope where there is hopelessness. You might have gotten up this morning feeling hopeless. He wants you to leave today full of hope. Hope. So if you need a fresh start today, if you need to surrender your life to Jesus today, every location, heads bowed, eyes closed, if you would say, Jonathan, would you include me in that prayer of surrender? I need to make a fresh start today. Will you throw a hand in the air right now? Will you just hold a a hand up in the air? Let me see it. Come on, Boverti in Midtown, and Stone Oak, hands in the air all over the building. That's it. Making a fresh start with Jesus today. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, that's it. Hold them up, hold them up. Leave them up. Thank you, thank you. All right, you can put your hands down now. I'm gonna pray a simple prayer of surrender and I invite everybody to pray this prayer along with me. You can use your words or you can use mine. Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. On this amazing December weekend of 2023, I'm making a fresh start with you, God. I'm making you the Lord of my life. Thank you for loving me like I am. And Lord, thank you for loving me too much to leave me the way that I am. Lord, I, I repent today. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. Lord, I believe in you. I believe that you gave your life for me, Jesus, and that you rose from the grave. And today, I'm making you the Lord of my life. I'm making a fresh start. I'm surrendering everything to you. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Come on, a big hand for all of those who just took that step of faith, guys. Yes, 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 yes. Beautiful.